0: Good Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and you are tuned in to the show that does not believe that momentum in sports is real. You tune into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am your host, A1. Um, you can call me Carlos. You can also call me Dan. Please remember, you can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice, selecting, uh, Oh, sorry, to the podcast app of your choice. Uh, searching for Brands and Bars. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Brands and Bars. And whether it's the podcast or the YouTube, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Share the broadcast. If you're listening live, uh, we would love it if you would share, you know, just say hello, say where you're watching from. And then if you could like, and then share the broadcast while we are on live. Um, you can check us out on IG, on Facebook, on YouTube and Twitter by searching "brains and bars" as well. Um, you know, as I, I'm one half of the dynamic duo, the other half of the dynamic duo, uh, A War will be joining us here in a couple of minutes um, to recap uh, Max out um, and talk about you know his performance and some of the other performances from that night. We'll talk some about some other things, battle rap. I'm going to get into some things, sports. Uh, He may also join the discussion of anything sports related as well. Uh, We appreciate those of you who uh, tune in on the regular and who listen to us on the regular. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, This has been our most consistent run ever. And so, you know, we're hoping that that I, I, I shouldn't even say we're hoping I'm starting to see that consistency start to pay off in terms of views and listens and so on and so forth. So once again, thank you if you're new to the show um welcome glad to have you as usual we always start out every episode of the show by what i've learned this week and listen i'm running a little bit behind this week i was supposed to start this at seven o'clock but you know things happen and i had to run the popeyes real quick to get some food and for my people who live in kansas city especially you know uh who live out south i need somebody to help me is the is the popeyes off 71 in grandview under under new management like I'm, I'm gonna ask that again. Is the Popeyes on 71, uh, uh, on the outer road, right past the triangle? Are they under new management? Because like the last couple of times I don't went to the Popeyes, like the Popeyes out there, I don't had a lot of beef, a lot of qualms, a lot of issues with the Popeyes out in out in Grandview, man. And, and listen, like the last couple of times I do been, like they don't got me out quick. When I got when I got to the the line, the young lady asked me how was I doing tonight, and I said, "I well, I I you acting different. I ain't never seen you act like this. Like I mean, I, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like they now. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I wonder is is the management, you know, maybe not quite as my complexion because they got rid of the strawberry, which hurt my heart. But be that as it may. I just need to know are they under new management because uh you know mikey what's going on because they they got they got me in and out quickly they asked me how was how was i doing they thanked me for coming into the popeyes i'm just like hey or did, has somebody graduated from chick-fil-a university and took over the popeyes out there and I'm just, I'm just, hey, that's, that's all i want to know that's all i want to know uh you know so I mean that—that's just where we are with it. That's where we are with it. So that's what I learned this week, man. The Popeyes in out, out seventy-one, on Grandview, acting a little different. Uh, so I'm gonna get to this. Let let let's go ahead and chop this fable up. So it's not that that Russ didn't do anything. It's it's that people been shout out to Let's Talk. I don't know if this is Let's Talk battle rapper who this is, but welcome. I appreciate you. Uh, the homie Russell. I'm the Russell Westbrook apologist. I am the number one Russell Westbrook apologist. Um, and I started rocking with Russ in part because of all the hate he would get on Twitter. Right. You know, back, back in the OKC days when they were him and Harden and Durant were on the rise. And then in later years when it was Durant, Ibaka and Russ, Russ got a lot of hate. He shoots too much. He doesn't pass enough. He's not this. He's not that. Right. And so I was always at his defense because we were seeing a shift in how the how the point guard Uh, was was managed and ran. We were seeing a different type of point guard. We were seeing guards who were more shoot first then pass first. They, you know, and so I would defend him. And so I've been defending him. I'm pretty sure if I go find a tweet somewhere 2012, 2013, I've been defending Russell Westbrook and he has been my favorite player in the NBA for quite some time. Right. And so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he has the 35 point 20 assists, 14 rebound game. I think it's like the first triple double ever, um to to have a 35 point uh total attached to it. And so you know, like it, Russ, you know in the post game he made sure to thank his his uh his his coaches, thank his teammates. He's like, look, I can't it doesn't matter what I do if they don't put the ball in the hole, it doesn't matter if they don't score it doesn't matter right And um and so you know the next day on uh first take, they bring it up. And Stephen A gets out there and starts talking crazy about Russell Westbrook, asking him, where is the chip? Why don't you have a title? Um, To me, that's not the most egregious thing that he said. The most egregious thing that he said in all of this was, why can't he shoot like Steph Curry or Dame Dame Lillard? So you're asking a guy who's probably a 30 to 32 percent three-point shooter. I don't have the stats in front of me right now to shoot like the greatest shooter of all time. Or one of the best shooters of the of this era, like that's what you're asking Stephen Knight. So that we did as a man. So he asked him, "Where's the chip?" And he says this as if this is something that Russell can just decide that he's going to get out the bed one day and and win the title, as if he can just go to the store and grab one of these things, right? And I don't and I don't think he's being very fair now, Russ's. Uh, wife which i don't recommend any athletes family jump out the window and defend them but i get it you know if if someone was talking bad about me my wife would be one of the first ones socially publicly to, to defend me um but you know russ's wife comes out says what she has to say russ is then asked about it the next night Russ says, look, I don't think it's fair that what that he has this platform, he comes out, makes these statements and he he referenced it from college basketball players in general and said, look, this hurts these guys ability to make money, these guys ability to uh, to get good deals and so on and so forth. Right. Then Stephen A. comes back out and, and proves Russ's point by saying, well, of course. Russ says, "Let me let me continue." Russ says, "Well, it's not. I'm a champion, right? Even though I don't have an NBA championship, I'm a champion. Look at where I came from. Look at what I've overcome. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at the people that I champion, that I stand up for, and do work in the community for. I'm a champion." And so Stephen A. comes out and prove Russ's point of these guys get out here and say what they want and control narratives, and then he says, "Well." You don't want to win a
1: championship.
0: You don't care about your job is to win and you're not about winning a champ. Like he goes on this whole rant, which if you listen to the context of what Russ is saying, he's saying, look, I want to win a championship. He's saying that I care about winning, but I may not win a championship. And so when I look at over the entirety of my career, I'm a champion. I'm a champion of life, which, again, I'm not a champion of life guy. I understand the sentiment. I can agree in some ways with the sentiment. I'm not a champion of life, guy. Right. And so here's the thing that I need people to un- like. I don't know when we became. So if you don't win a championship, you you have done nothing. Or if you don't win a championship, you're a loser. If you don't win a championship, your career isn't validated. But here, here's the question that I have to you guys. And I'm going to get back to Russ. If winning a championship is all that matters. If winning a championship is the greatest thing, it is the greatest validation one can have, it is the greatest um, it, it show of, of accomplishment, then why is it never enough? Because if we want to be honest, winning a championship does not matter. Russ said that too. I know people who have won championships and who are miserable. <coughs> Katie, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he says, I know people who have won championships and who are miserable. Right. And so if winning championships is the only thing that matters, why is it never enough? Why do I say that? LeBron James has came in the league at 2003, 18 years of great play, of excellence, of exceeding expectations, not just meeting 16 years old on the cover of Sports Illustrated with the chosen one cover. He exceeded expectations, has won four championships, took a city that was known as the Factory of Sadness and won a title there. And yet we still critique LeBron James. We still criticize LeBron James after four championships. Steph Curry came in and took the world by storm, won three titles in five years, unanimous MVP, greatest shooter of all time. And yet we still critique and criticize Steph Curry. Kawhi Leonard is a three-time champion, two in San Antonio, leaves San Antonio, goes to Toronto, wins a chip in Toronto. You see this? You see this? We built this. This wasn't here before we got here. Like, built this thing. We built this city. And yet, well, he only won it because Kevin Durant got hurt and Clay Thompson tore his Achilles, right? Like, we are never satisfied when it comes to winning a title. We're always willing to put an asterisk on something. We're always willing to say, but, 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 but we're always willing to put something in the way of someone's success to try to knock them down a peg. So here's the thing people need to understand. Here's the thing that Stephen A needs to understand. Here's the thing that you, the Russell Westbrook hater needs to understand. Winning a championship does not change. Again, this is something else he said. Winning a championship does not change my life, is what Russell said. And he's absolutely right. He, if Russell Westbrook went to Brooklyn this year, if he somehow was able to get to the, the Clippers, the Lakers, whatever title contender that is that people think of in the NBA, and he wins a title, when he wakes up the next day, when he wakes up the next day, he is still going to be Russell Westbrook. Right. And the people who hate Russell Westbrook are still going to continue to hate Russell Westbrook. They won't go, ah, oh, he a champion now. And then I can say about boy, oh, boy. No, they're still going to call him selfish. They're still going to call him a, a ball hog. They're still going to call him a stat hunter. They're still going to have negative things to say about him. JC, what's good, man? Don't smoke me today. Don't, don't, pause. Don't, don't, don't kill me today. Like, don't, don't, don't bar my life away today. But the people who feel a way about Russell Westbrook are going to feel that way about him in the future. It is not going to change. What will change for some people is their perception of how they see him. And I'll say this and shout out to A-Ward. I see you. I'm about to get about to tag you in. The thing about Russ. Man, I think I just saw him jump up in the stream and I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> but it doesn't change. Like I said, it doesn't change how it. Do- oh, that's what I was getting ready to say. LeBron James put it best. He said, after he lost the 2011 championship, and I'm going to paraphrase him. After he lost that series to the Mavericks, he said, Look, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be LeBron James. I'm going to, I'm going to be me. You're going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm, again, I'm paraphrasing him, and you're going to be miserable. You're not going to be, you're still going to be you. You're gonna to have to get up and go to your job and clock in and do what you and, and and do and work a job you hate. I'm going to be me. And the same thing is true of Russ. So I'm gonna bring the homie A Ward in. What's good? I can't hear you. You muted, you muted. There you go. Unmute. Let
2: me What's see. Not a whole lot. Look like Thanos just snapped, and I'm on my way out. But uh, <laughs> nah, good man, good man. Just uh, just working, bro, working, man. So did you get your Russell Westbrook, uh, um, man, you needed to say.
0: So I was late. I was late. I had to go get some Popeyes for the kid, and I didn't get a chance okay. to, to get the whole thing out. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, yeah. I guess my, my point is, is that you know, winning a championship does not change Russell Westbrook's life. It doesn't make. It doesn't validate his career for him personally, right? It might change how people view him, but it doesn't change his career. Um, And and then, so Jesse says, he says, shout out to Jesse. So why does it matter? Again, it matters for those of us. It matters for those in the media. It matters for those who want to rank him. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I mean, like I said, if Russ wins the title tomorrow, the same people who hate on Russ then are going to hate on him forevermore. Like, your mind is made up about LeBron James. Your mind is made up about Steph. Your mind is made up about Harden. Your mind is made up about KD. Like, no one's mind is going to be changed by anything that these guys do. And so they don't do it for you. Like, they do it for their family. They do it for themselves. And for anyone to sit here and think that just because Russ did not say in that press conference that I don't – that I want to win championships that he somehow doesn't. Like, it's a stupid take. It's a dumb take. He tried to get KD to come back. He got Paul George. He convinced Paul George to resign, convinced Melo to come. When things fell apart in Oklahoma City, he ended up in Houston trying to win a chip. I mean, like, what, what more do you want the guy to do? What more do you want from me? Like, what more do you want? There's nothing left to I mean, and I think for him, I think when you get into that champion of life thing. So I wanna, I wanna jump in one quick bag and then we can jump into uh into into battle rap real quick. I want to come. So here's the thing, like, if you go back and look over the 40 years, just go back from 1980 to 2020, I believe, I went and looked this up, I believe 14, no, 14 teams, not even 14, 12 teams have won championships over the last 40 years in the NBA. It's about 40% of the league, gotcha. right? Of those 12 teams, I went and just went, okay, who were the faces of those teams? There's like 17 names. So we're talking Bird, Magic, Isaiah, uh, Moses, or Dr. J in the 80s. We got Jordan. Um, Isaiah starts the 90s off. So you got Isaiah, Jordan, Hakeem, um, Tim Duncan in 99. 2000s, you get getting the Shaq, Kobe, um, Tim Duncan again. And then the 2010s is LeBron, Tim Duncan. Like, like we're talking about, about – 14, 15 superstars, right? Teams who are consistently good, winning championships. Roster doesn't turn over that greatly. And so if you are a star or a superstar in the NBA, the odds that you will ever win a championship are low, even though you might win 60% of your games, right? And you might get one shot at this thing. So for Russ, you look at them going to the championship in 12, they lost. You look at uh them um then he gets he gets hurt. KD gets hurt. Serge gets hurt. They blow the three one lead. Then KD leaves. Paul George gets hurt in uh, twenty eighteen, I believe, when they were surging. Like, bro, it's just you're. It's gonna be. It's not guaranteed, and it's not as simple as deciding you're gonna wake up and go get a title. So that's that's my rush rant. So we need to make a quick transition because we had our tournament. That we oh, right. Shout out to everybody who, who participated in our uh bracket challenge, brains and bars bracket challenge. Um, and so it was a it was a tightly contested contest, good contest. And so we had um a young man named Luke Ludwig who came in first, Whoa. and so we're gonna bring him on right now to uh to kind of take a victory lap, yo. So
2: Luke. No, I need I need to know the secrets, what man. Up, I need to know the, Luke, I need to know the secrets, man this is the this is the third year in a row I've lost to my wife
1: Wow yeah, man Baylor Bears. <laughs> that's the secret the Baylor Bears that's it just ride them till you die <laughs> <laughs> Am I cool to do a couple shout outs on here 100%, no, yeah, man yeah, shout-out. all right I got a shout out to Eman Connor Jack Lax Jaden Robshaw and one two three grand Ave baby
2: yo yo, yo shout out to those guys man most uh, did they cool. help you with your bracket what's that? Did they help you with your bracket?
1: Oh yeah, good input from everyone.
2: <laughs> I just hope you ain't gotta split that money all in ways, man. And you might not to do that. Might be have to the case of beer. <laughs> there you go. I ain't mad. One at more no, shout man. Out Congratulations. Do me. your thing, bro. You got the you got the floor.
1: Give me one sec. Shout out to Matt Meyer. Let's go.
2: I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's go,
0: Luke. All right cool, with a heavy bass. What's up? So was there was there any strategy and when you put your bracket together? Or you just are you a Baylor Bears fan?
1: A Is little like bit. That, by a little, way? No, I didn't pick them just because I was a fan, but I mean I was just on ESPN comparing stats team to team, game to game, the whole way down. And it ended up being good.
0: Nice, nice. That's nice. what's up. That's what's up. So, so let let's let's talk let's look, learn a little bit about Luke while we got you here. So, who are your favorite like who's your favorite college team? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, I do. I love Pitt, Pitt Panthers.
0: Mm, okay. okay. So Eric,
1: right. Yeah, my uh my mom went to went to Pitt. She graduated from Pitt, so that's nice. uh that's been the home team for a while.
2: I like Pitt too. I like Pitt.
1: Haven't had a lot of luck in the tournament though, but we'll keep rooting them on. morning no.
0: Yeah, is Jeff is Jeff Capel gonna be able to get the boys turned around?
1: I hope he's had a couple years to do it, and all these transfers and stuff; these kids are leaving. It's making me nervous. It really is.
0: Well, I mean, I think this year is gonna be with that rule of not of of allowing people to keep their eligibility for an extra. You know, like they don't lose the eligibility. I mean, that transfer portal is is the biggest that it's ever been.
1: And so mm-hmm. hopefully that'll
0: allow, you know, Jeff to be able to bring someone in. So hopefully there'll be good
2: things for you, for your Pitt Panthers, man.
1: I hope, man. We need a good recruiting class here. We need to turn it around.
2: Now you Pitt college football fan too?
1: Everything Pitt.
2: Look, that's my kind of guy right there. Say yes, what, Luke, some of these people, man, they just pick one college to cheer for basketball and <laughs> <then> another college <laughs> for football, man. And I just don't get now, it. No, I just don't. Ride or die,
1: <laughs> got to stay faithful.
2: Let's go, man. All right, so let's go. I told you I would do this,
0: right? We got the the cash prize was one hundred and fifty dollars. Right now, I got the cash app loaded up. Let me, let me scan my
1: face.
0: Hopefully. You going to scan your
2: face to send money.
0: I mean, using the the facial recognition for uh, oh, just
2: iPhone. to open. Okay, just to
1: open got the it. phone or the app. for oh,
0: Before I send bread, before I send bread. It it asks it scans my face to facial recognition to make sure, hey, that way can't nobody come here and start sending bread in no, nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you did get it right?
1: Yes, I did. I received it.
0: Dope, dope. So listen, man, we're gonna have more contests in the future giving away cash yep. prizes. So make sure that you follow the page. Shout out right after Baylor wins. I get a notification on my phone and I <laughs> that know, was on it, man. Luke Lugwood follows you now. I'm like, oh let's go.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good save. Good save. I win it, so, uh, it, Luke. We appreciate you. We appreciate you following us. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Congratulations. Yeah, let
2: me. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Where did you like uh, how did you find out about it? Like you follow. So what I did is somebody else or
1: every year I go on Twitter and I type in ESPN tournament challenges. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I just start scrolling and I just start joining whatever one I can find. Because one of the years, one out of 10 years, you'll get a good bracket and then you'll you'll clean house.
2: Hey, that's pretty that's pretty smart.
1: Yeah, Yo, see, that's
2: that's the information we needed. That's <laughs> yeah. the, that's that is the, uh, the put us up on game type stuff. So I rock with that, man. I yeah, so with Twitter that for
1: sure. Your Twitter link that you sent out in the tweet. Mm-hmm. That's where I got it. That's where I joined.
2: Boom, boom. That's what's up. That's, that's what's appreciate yeah, that's, that's
0: dope. Hopefully you continue to follow us. Hopefully you continue. Oh, to- Absolutely.
1: I spread the word. I think I got my buddies on the podcast, too. So shout out to them.
2: That's what's up. Nice, really? nice, hey. man. Shout out to those guys. Uh, Shout out to Pitt. Um yes, I got a lot sir. of friends. I got a lot of friends out there in Pittsburgh. A lot of <laughs> friends that are Pitt fans, a lot of friends that are Steeler fans and Penn State fans. And I know everybody kind of hates each other. Um but uh Man, or, or, or loves each other. Um yeah, shout out to Yingling. That's what they drink over there. Uh, shout <laughs> out to pierogies. I had a pierogi once, which is super fire if you've never had pierogies. And that, is that how you pronounce it, Luke?
1: Pierogies. We got Heinz ketchup.
2: Yep, yep, yep. They got they got all kinds of stuff out there, man. So oh, yeah. uh, Johnny Mate Johnny Majors coached at Pitt. Um mm-hmm. Nathan Peterman left Tennessee and went to Pitt, right? Nathan hey, Peterman, uh, yes, sir. Hey, come on, man. College wise, Nathan Peterman did a, I mean he did, you know. it was cool at Pitt. He was cool at Pitt. I'm
1: you know He wasn't okay. a standout, but listen, where is that?
2: And then we got the Goat Fitzgerald, right?
1: That's it, man. And yeah.
2: Boy. Wait, wait why we got Luke on here. Me and Real Deal, we were talking about this. Like, Hall of Famer-wise, Pitt might have a solid, like, six or seven NFL Hall of Famers in the next ten years.
1: Fitzgerald, Donald. Man, you uh, Revis. running the league.
2: Wait, was it Revis? Revis went there, Rebus? right? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I think, I think Revis went there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pitt. Yeah, Pitt. Nice stuff,
1: yeah, man. That's
2: yeah, good stuff. Do some stats. Yep, yep, yep. So man, yeah, definitely, man. Appreciate you following, bro. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, congratulations yeah, thanks, again for
1: organizing it. It was a blast. No it kept doubt. Kept me entertained. There yes,
2: sir. Hopefully, right.
0: uh, we'll have something in during football season. You can join us then. Again, invite your friends, and we can kind of keep up with it as we go. And Sweet. please make sure you come back next year. You're the returning champ. You know what I'm saying? You man, man, yeah, yeah. The
1: title. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Next year, next year, whenever I, I'm going to get a promotion and we'll get a trophy, too. We'll get. Oh, we'll, man. Probably, oh like, man. I'm going to talk to my I'm going to talk to my job. See if I can get a little 25 cent raise, you know, my, my trophy <laughs> oh, in there, too, or something. Go all Just, out. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. No, man. Definitely That's appreciate cool. you, bro. All
1: right. Thanks, guys. Shout out Baylor. Let's go, baby. No doubt. Baylor, so. All
2: right. Have a good one, man. Peace out.
0: That's what's up man that's what's up that's so, good
2: stuff that's good stuff you
0: know, we're making dreams come true here so again you know if you, want, <laughs> if you want if you want to win some bread you know what i'm saying we're paying
2: cell phone bills out here y'all we're paying cell phone bills for a month <laughs> out here y'all
0: You know, what I'm saying? My, man, my man can hit the sizzler you know what i'm saying he could hilarious you know, Roost chris ball out you know what i'm saying so shout out to luke we do appreciate you man we appreciate you checking out the show putting some people on it joining the, the bracket challenge Congratulations once again. I do want to hit so i shout out to the homie Ricky. Uh, you know, he has the dolphins are winning the Super Bowl. I mean, eh, okay. Um,
2: but I Somebody do started I, drinking early. Everybody's
0: started drinking early. Yep. While we're on, yes, babe we are on YouTube right now. Unless something is going wrong, we should be on YouTube. We, we already have comments coming in. So um while we're talking football, so shout out to my guys, San Francisco 49ers, who have moved up to uh, the third overall pick in the first round, traded up from yep. 12 to 3. You know what I'm saying? When I got the news, I was incredibly excited that they're going to be moving up in the draft and and acquiring the quarterback. Jimmy G, your day is a number. We, I mean, they appreciate what you've done. I am not as appreciative. Um but, <laughs> the NFC uh, Championship. I mean, you know, he was there, you know, like in terms of the group project, he was he was he was there for the meetings. You know, he might not have contributed a whole lot, but he was there for the meetings. Um, uh, and so and so, um, you know, they're going to draft a quarterback with their their. I going to add before we jump into what they are doing uh, with that pick or what it's rumored they're going to do with that pick. I'm going to ask you, obviously, the first two picks overall are going to be quarterbacks. Um, the third overall pick is going to be a quarterback. There's some talk about the Falcons taking a quarterback as well. But if you are Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, who are you taking? We already know Trevor Lawrence is off the board. We already know that Zach Wilson is off the board. Who are you taking at number three at quarterback?
2: Uh, I'm taking uh, Trey Lance. I think that's who I'm taking. I'm pretty sure I'm taking Trey Lance. Um, I'm not taking Mac Jones. I know that much. Um, so it's gotta be Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Mac Jones is not this is why I'm not taking Mac Jones because in my mind, you should be able to get Mac Jones at almost twelve. I know that there's a lot of people like, but there's a there's a reason why like uh I, I just feel like Mac Jones is not a top four pick, man. I just don't. I just don't see it uh so i'm taking trey lance or justin fields i'm i'm judging justin fields solely off the fact that ohio state quarterbacks are putrid um when it comes to being in the nfl and you shouldn't do that you really shouldn't everybody is their own person you know what i mean um but um but yeah i'm going with trey lance um But outside of that, definitely Justin Fields would be would be my next pick. (laughs) I I would love for Lawrence or Wilson to for somehow surprisingly not go one or two, but I don't think you're going to get that.
0: Man, listen, listen. JC says I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones falls to the Bears. John Weisberg says Mac Jones is who the Niners are taking, and then Ricky says he likes Mac. I well, let me let me let me let me me ease into let me ease into it. I do not want Mac Jones. Of course. You, you do not you do not course, trade up to number three to go get Mac Jones. Course, like, not. if you're going to number three, you gotta be either getting Fields or Trey Lance. Mac Jones would have been there at 12. And I want to say, and while we're talking about Mac Jones all of a sudden being a top 10 quarterback, why do so we we and when I when I mean we, I mean collective draft Twitter and, and draft analysts, right. We kill teams for taking running backs in the first round. Pro Football Focus killed the Chiefs all year for taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We kill you for – they started to kill him for taking them early in the second round. Yet we see, right, Jeff uh, – I'm said to say Jeff. Uh, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, the first two picks of the draft have been traded by their respective teams, right? You go back and look at other drafts, and look at at Christian Ponder going ten overall, E.J. Manuel going in the first round, Blaine Gabbert going ten overall, Jake Locker going ten overall. Like you look, at, look at what I just named. These quarterbacks rose to top ten status or first half of the first round status, and these guys are all out of the league or have been traded. They're not with their original teams anymore. We don't, we overvalue quarterbacks. If you it let so I'm gonna use this. If the Carolina Panthers let's just say Christian McCaffrey doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world for the Panthers. If the if the Giants miss on Daniel Jones, they just wasted four years, and the franchise stinks, and they're right back in the same position again. The Jets are in this perpetual suck fest, right? So I mean <laughs> like, like like you miss on the quarterback, it destroys you and teams' reach. And Mac Jones is the Like dot. This is the reach god of reach picks If you go and get Mac Jones at number 3 Kyle Shanahan what are you doing Like I feel like this is one of those genius
2: things It's one of those Kyle Shanahan drops classic after classic After classic That's what Kyle Shanahan does
0: Fam like I'm just saying like If you're going to go up to 3 Get somebody who at least The 49ers line was terrible So at least get somebody who's got some mobility And who can move around That's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying. Shout out to JC. He asked about Kyle Trask. I wish Loso was here because Loso would probably tell you he's the number one quarterback overall. Um, Kyle Trask is the second or third round QB in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but
0: I
2: think he's going to be I think he's going to be a steal for the Saints in like the second or third. Ooh, okay.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Yep. I can see that. So yeah, I mean, that's that's really what I wanted to say about the 49ers. Like, please, Kyle. Like, mm. and, Yeah, and I've okay. seen, I've seen that too. John, I've seen that too. I've seen that that I know that they're best friends, and he said that, you know, Mac fits his system. But it's like, bro, some don't overthink this. Don't overthink it. Go get. I Justin. can't.
2: I can't be mad at Justin Fields for being from Ohio State and not say like Alabama quarterbacks are trash too. So, um, so Mac Jones, I don't. I don't believe you either.
0: <laughs> I mean, and and I and listen, I think. There is something to be said about, I think I heard I forget who this was. It was Matt Miller, uh, who's who runs his own site, which I can't think. Of. I think it might be mattmiller.com or NFL. That I'm gonna screw it up. So anyway, but he goes, he says something to the fact of some there's something to be said about Matt Jones playing behind a bunch of first-round picks, a a bunch of first-round he's only known first-round wide receivers.
2: Yeah, but we didn't do that to Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow, I mean we this can't is, we can't this is true this is true touche yeah touché. yeah, we, yeah we, we We. didn't do that to joe burrow but I, um yeah i uh man i just um yeah i'm not i'm not sold on mac jones but maybe it's also i mean obviously i hate alabama um and uh i might be going a little bit too hard on him but uh yeah i don't know i i just not you're you're right we overvalued a quarterback i like, personally like i think even trey lance and uh Justin Fields are like fringe eight to 10 picks, you know, but right now everybody that's up at the front is just dying to get, you know, their guy, you know, in hopes that they can save their, you know, their jobs or whatever. So.
0: So Ricky, do a mock draft. That's Mickey, what Although, you know, it would be fun though, if we got the homies and we actually did like a mock draft, like if, if we could get, so StreamYard allows you to have 10 people on at one time. If we okay. got eight of our homies, split up the teams we each got four teams and we just did a first round almost like a fantasy draft right just did a first round just to see what people would do we might be on to something you might be on to something
2: so yeah 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 i'm gonna Ugh. Ugh. josh rosen Mac Jones is josh rosen Ugh. fam i mean he went he went top 10 that man i'm
0: gonna be so disappointed if that's the pick but i want to transition into battle rap because first of all shout out to i battle shout out to lex that's going down this weekend. Oh, hey, where, I, forgot about that? That. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's going down this weekend. Shout out to uh, ARP, Lawrence, Shata, RBE. I feel like you can't say Shata. You have to say Shata.
2: Um, have, you ever, <laughs> have, you ever met, have you ever met Lawrence and Shata? Or
0: is it just ARP you've
2: met? Oh, man. No, I, uh, me and Shata. Shata, uh, I was out in the parking lot, like way far away from the hotel the morning of the battle, just going over my bars. And uh, he came out there, like, probably a good 200 yards away and uh asked me to pray for the event. And so we actually prayed together and, uh yeah, just got it in, has a good – he's solid, solid dude, man. I met, him, yeah, I met him a handful of times to answer your question or whatever. But, yeah, all of them, all of them, man, solid, solid dudes.
0: So shout-out to RBE. Max Out went down this weekend in Atlanta. Um cra- I mean, biggest battle rap crowd <laughs> of, the, of the past, you know, yeah. year. Um, over a thousand people in attendance. You were on this card versus Ill Will. That was um, crazy. You know, fire, fire, fire battle between you two. Battle of the night. You arguably have performance of the night. Um, and so you know, I just want. So I, I have a couple of questions about the event. You've already. I think I didn't put the comment in here, but you know, Jesse said he's finally back from his uh his tour of shows. Um, here it is. No, he finally got off his press junket. Um, <laughs> so I just have a couple of questions we want to get into. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to ask you know how does it feel to be because this is so this is the biggest crowd you've been in front of. The biggest crowd prior to that was what World Dom uh, in in London.
2: Yeah, no, nah, probably the uh, one with Oxy Myron and Disaster. Ox- okay, yeah. um, so I think that was World Dom in L.A. Um, and then London was probably a second. Um, and then, honestly, if I would have ended up battling shocks, the rebel, that probably would have been close to around the the one in London as well uh, when I went to Manchester. Um, but yeah, so yeah, biggest crowd, definitely battle rap wise. Um, I, don't, I don't perform in some, in, t- in front of some big churches, but they're 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 not gonna boo you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if churches did boo. we might have to actually like you know I don't know what fire gonna,
2: trash signs.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say heaven hell heaven, hell. heaven hell. Oh, <laughs> but um uh, but nah. so um I guess I want to ask you like what is it how does it feel to have your material like like obviously the rebuttals are the biggest thing that people have been talking about and have been posted but to have a crowd regardless of whether it's written or freestyle to have that many people react to something that you said like what is that feeling like
2: i mean I, I never done this before but i mean it just seems like like after after the bar hits it's like a breakaway dunk like it's like dunking on somebody you know what i mean like it's just the adrenaline and uh just the excitement and everything man and um then you come back and you keep your composure and try to remember what goes next as far as material wise you know um but yeah it's, it's just wild it's just wild because you're looking out there at a lot of people who might know you from, you know, the videos. A lot of people don't have a clue who you are. You got a balcony. You got the balcony. Everybody's hanging over the balcony. And, like, it's, it's your stage. Like, it's like, yo, it, we're, we're here for you. You know what I mean? And to not disappoint and to put on a show and to give people, like, there's money's worth. Like... Um, It's just like anything. Imagine being a director of a movie and like sitting there while a whole audience watches your movie and just praying at the end of the movie that you get like a standing ovation. And when they finally stand up and they love your movie, you're just like, oh, what a relief, you know. But it's like that every 10 seconds when you spit a punchline. So um, but yeah, no, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It was, uh, like I said, exhilarating. It was um, I don't know, man, I'm just I'm really just happy that like I put in a lot of hard work bro a lot a lot a lot of hard work and there's a lot of battlers that do put in a lot of hard work and sometimes when the opportunity presents itself things don't go as well as what they would like for it to go and um this was like one of those tests this was one of those you know like all right this is the this is it you know everything that you've done up to this point um had i went in there and got booed bro like it, it would be like a, a stigma that was put on me as a battle rapper that says he can't he, he's only as good as this you know his 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 ceiling is here um, and so uh, if I if I said beforehand like this is what I want to end up doing and this is how perfect I want it to be and I compared that to how it ended up like I surpassed all of my own expectations in regards to the the battle itself so mm-hmm.
0: that's what's up that's what's up uh... <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Bay man. Shout out to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was on. You know, shout out to my guy Bay.
0: Yo. So um, and John, I'm gonna get to that question in just a second. So I know a lot has been made about the material, the robots and stuff, but I just want you. And you mentioned this uh, in another. I think it might have been Black Com- the Black Compass interview about like, look, man, I put a lot of time in this material. So I just what for you in the written section, like what was what was one of your favorite bars from your writings uh, that you want people when they finally get a chance to watch this on VOD or, or when it drops on YouTube that you would like to highlight? Um,
2: Probably uh, it probably is in the first round and uh, it's probably the whole breakdown of his career and how, like uh, if you were to go to battle raps, like top 10 biggest, like reactions of all time, you know, like, a handful of them are against him. And so to be able to identify that and, uh, and use it in an angle and turn it into basically um, a punchline at the end. Um, so I, I went in and mentioned, you know, that Briz went viral against him. Uh, Rum Nitty went viral. Uh, DNA, Tay Rock, you know, and then the, it brought it full circle, you know, with the whole, once you get close to someone ill, they're going viral. Like, I just loved it. I just loved the whole, the whole setup, every setup, the whole painting that whole picture, um, I thought was a, I thought was some of my my favorite material. Um, there's a lot of lines though that that man I really really like. I like um, this was a death wish. I guarantee between two one and three zero, like the Nets pick, like like to me that's just I mean like yeah, I, it's man. super it's super slick you know what I mean? It's like the the, the everybody knows the Brooklyn Nets are, are gonna end up picking (laughs) you know between 21 and 30 no matter what like they're not finishing any less than that so like slick lines like that um and then um i think there was a couple uh a couple in uh in the second and third as well um i I really like the four three two one bar even though arp kind of ruined it um I definitely liked, uh, I liked the little Nas X bar too. Even though it was current event bar, I've been, a, I've been kind of against current event bars. Um, but I thought the creativity like on the three, it was three punches. So basically like every line I could have just made it a punch line. I could have said, you know, uh, Lil Nas X shoes. I've been had a devil on my heels or I could have said little Nas X shoes, you know, before they air max out, or I could have said little Nas X shoes, you know, on my soul, I ain't losing a drop of blood. But like I basically, you know, took all three punches, stacked them in one bar, you know? Um, so so like things like that. There's some layered there's layered material all throughout it. Um, the tennis metaphors, um, all, all kinds of good stuff in there. So
0: Yeah, that and I didn't catch everything in that one until like so. Obviously, I, I got a chance to listen to the material before, but I didn't catch everything in the the Cordae, the YBN. Um, Naomi Osaka would like. I didn't catch everything until listening to it live. So there, mm-hmm. uh, rewind. There's more to find. Shout out to Loaded.
2: Um, and that's what I'm like. Like so happy because like the I think the consensus is, is or the consensus is that I uh, I won the battle first and third. And like to know that like my material is super layered and there's a lot of stuff that people are gonna go back and find that was super like dope. Like just makes it gonna it's gonna look even better. I think on cam. So.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, so let's uh I want to get into this question and we'll kind of briefly talk about <laughs> max out some other things, battle rap. And I'm gonna let you get some sleep because it like it look like you might need a couple...
2: <laughs> <laughs> dog. I've been I've been looking like this for three weeks, bro. Actually, I just woke up from a nap because I know I'm gonna be up till two or three a.m. trying to finish this material and memorize. So oh uh I just took it I just took a, a two-hour nap. So that's what that's what I'm on right now.
0: So John Weisberg says, "Ward, do you feel like the criticism of Small Room 2021 rappers is valid after RBE Max out?"
2: Um, so the I, I would ask like the criticism in regards to Well, I, I think guess I maybe I maybe need a little bit more clarity. So
0: I'm going to try to fill in the blanks and John if you're there jump into the comments. Yeah. I'm assuming that, you know, people have said, you know, some of these like, you know, bar heavy guys um, maybe some of the stars that even were created kind of during this pandemic era, like once the big stage comes back, once the big crowds come back, that those guys won't be able to I don't want to say survive is not the word, but they won't be able to be as potent once you yeah. start performing in front of five hundred, eight hundred, one thousand people.
2: No, that's, that's completely what I'm that he's getting into. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. Um I'm going to be 100 uh, completely honest with you, like outside of rebuttals and outside of showmanship and entertaining and stuff like that. Like I wrote three great rounds, but those those three great rounds, if I was just just wrap them the way that I wrote them without like the impression showmanship or the sarcasm or, you know, the rebuttals like I don't have the crowd in the palm of my hand. This is a whole different result, you know, so the intangibles in what I did on stage, you know it wasn't just about the fact that I'm a dope writer. I can scheme punch and do all this kind of stuff. Like all of that, all of that stuff, being able to engage the crowd, being able to deviate from your material and come back and being able to look at your, you know, opponent while you're rapping and, you know, just all of that kind of stuff shows um is a whole different game. It's a whole different game, man. Like I firmly believe that a lot of these guys, you know, and, and B dot will tell you that he likes small rooms better because like he wants your ear, you know, he doesn't care about all that, you know? And so that's the thing is one's not better than the other, but to be able to do both is an asset. You know what I mean? Like if you have somebody who can go into a small room and do it, and then somebody who can go on a big stage and do it, like that's just that's just makes you that much more, you know? Um, so with the criticism of like some of these guys, it's like I know for a fact that these guys are talented. But while I'm watching them, I haven't seen yet like any kind of like um, like I said, the rebuttals, the showmanship, the, you know, the projection, the the just I don't know, like all of that kind of stuff that it is necessary that you really have to have, you know, to rock out these big crowds. Um, and when I say these big crowds, I'll, I'll say specifically like um, like especially Atlanta, Atlanta is a very, very, very tough crowd. Um, you know, there, there are going to be some crowds that you have that are probably going to be easier to rock than some others that are a thousand more. But um, if you have to work for it, then you have to show those intangibles. All right. We got one more
0: question from uh, JC. Do you feel like you have to tailor your bars at times, depending on big or small rooms?
2: Yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, there's a, there's bars that um, I wanted to say that I knew wouldn't hit. in a a big crowd, there's bars that I wrote that I thought um, were digestible enough that just weren't. um, And I probably should have dumbed them down a little bit more or not uh, set them up uh, as long, not took four to six bars or whatever. I should have maybe created two bar or four bar punches. So um, yeah, you have to make sure you know your environment um, and you have to uh, um, make sure you know your crowd and just as much as possible continue to be yourself bring what you do best to the table, but cater it to, you know, the crowd and the camera at the same time. It's just a very, man, it's, it's literally like, it's like making, you know, something that just has a whole bunch of, you know, a jambalaya or something like that. You just got to have the perfect amount of everything, you know, um, yeah. or, you know, you, if you don't, then you end up with a shepherd's pie, uh, like on friends. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, shout (laughs) out
0: to them. Damn good. Me, good. (laughs) Um, All right. So one last question about, you know, about the crowd. So what, for you, what lessons do you take away from being in a crowd of that size that can help you for the next time you're on a big stage like that?
2: Um, well one thing that I was glad I was able to adjust to on the fly was I always write out longer intros For my uh, for my rounds like I write out about 20 or 30 second intros and my first big punchline usually doesn't come in till like I've kind of set the scene and uh, What I was glad I was able to do was after the rebuttals was cut those intros and just get straight into my round and start punching um, and so I think what I learned is if I'm going to, you know, want to entertain these big crowds, like there's no starting slow, there's no building up, there's no riding uphill or anything like that. Like you really got to get them. You got to keep them, you know? And I think what I benefited from was those first three rebuttals in the crowd, just like, yeah, awards here. All right, this is going to be a good one, you know? And it made their ears, you know, already like, they probably wouldn't have reacted the same to the next punchline. If I hadn't rebuttaled, I could have said easily four wheel drive, got it out the mud too with no rebuttals. They probably be like, "Mm, all right, all right, start heating up. But after three, three rebuttals and they hear it, they're like, all right, yeah, we're good. We're still going. You know what I mean? So I think it was just kind of like the pacing and knowing like, you know, not to, not to, to really spend too much time, you know, telling stories or doing that the pandemic stuff. And even the prep stuff like didn't, didn't go over crazy. Well, you know, um, I thought it was effective, uh, angle wise, but it, it was more so, you know, um, not punches and, and entertainment and, and stuff. So, I mean, that's what I'll kind of take from it. All
0: right. So, um, so let's jump into some of the highlights from that, that weekend. Um, and we won't spend too much time on these battles, but, um, uh, so before you, the first Battle of the Night was it was the one SK, which I missed the one SK because I was having issues with my phone and, and trying to watch it on my phone. Although I will say this and my wife is probably going to get on me because I haven't told her this story yet. But, you know, I introduced my son to battle rap this weekend. Um, yeah. So I was struggling. You know, they they found a fix for it on your iPhone, you know, for being able to watch it on my phone. But I normally watch battles on my phone because I try not to have, you know, my son listen to a bunch of cursing or whatever. So, you know, I can't get it to work. My TV is apparently, even though it's a 4K smart TV, was produced right on the cutoff line between you get all the new stuff or (laughs) your TV's ghetto. So my TV's ghetto and I get none of the new stuff. So I can't pull it up on the TV downstairs. I didn't want to watch it on my laptop. So I go to my son's room. His TV is on the good side of the line that has all the good stuff. So I'm able to get the battles on my on my phone. He's it's his birthday, so we're getting dressed, getting ready to whirl out. We're watching your battle. The clay, the claymore, the more clay rebuttal hits. I'm going crazy. I'm jumping around. He's like he runs in the room. Hey, daddy! He's laughing. Let's chest bump. So we're jumping around, chest bumping. Then you know the battle keeps going, and then it's Will's turn, right? And so now he's on his tablet at first, and Will starts going. And Will starts to curse, right? He starts. And he's like, daddy, he, he's cursing. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm like, this is what they do. He's like, but why? I said, this is how they get their material. Like, this is what he goes, daddy, he should lose automatically. He, <laughs> should, he should not be allowed to win because he's cursing. This isn't right. And I'm, he's like, does your friend curse? I'm like, no, he doesn't curse. He goes, good. That's good. That's a good job. <laughs> um, so my son was interested in the battle uh, rap.
1: I was trying. Your
2: son, your son should definitely judge Ultimate Madness 3. <laughs> I, 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 he definitely should judge Ultimate Madness Three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so I missed the one sk Um I'm trying to think who was the first battle because I
2: think Ron Showoff. Ron Showoff.
0: Okay, so I, I was able to see Ron Showoff because he wasn't in the room, mm-hmm. so I was able to watch that. Um, and I feel like other than I feel like the top three things from this weekend are you and Ill Will and your battle, Cass and yeah, Hitman. I feel like uh, this pulverized thing is overtaking how dope raw was.
2: Oh, you means talking about? Talking yeah, like about. Story, okay, yeah, like story, line, like
0: storyline, like yeah. storyline. Like I feel like that. I feel like that's overtaking how dope raw, which which sucks for him because I mean I feel like his. I mean Rosenberg was good, like he was good. And I feel like we we're we're not talking about this it's that we're You know, like we're talking about pulverized. Um, shout out to Show Off. You know, he's got merch out with the with the pulverized oh. shirt.
2: <laughs> Post battle, he beat him with the word polarizing. <laughs> his, <laughs> his reach was pole.
0: <laughs> but you know, so shout out to Rosenberg. And you know, I know he's trying to get at you for a battle, you know, you know, you know maybe. I had to work that out. Um, so then your battle happens, then it's cloning big K, right?
2: Nah, Jag, I think Jack. Jag and O Red went and then clone and big K. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, O Red, I've seen we've seen better O Reds. Um mm-hmm. Jag, I thought his third was really dope. Um, I thought his second was cool. I think Jag got that one. Um then we get the clone and Big K. I will say shout out to both of them. Shout out to Clone in particular for mm-hmm. coming up with some you know good material on five days prep. Same thing for Big K. Um, I yep. think Big K got that one. But I, I mean clone, I think that was a stock raiser for clone though. Who was 100 percent First time I ever saw Clone was against Loso. I had not watched any battles prior to that. I think he had the unfortunate incident. He gets locked up for a little bit. And I feel like ever since he's gotten out, he's done nothing but ascend. um, Mm -hmm. So we're talking about I feel like Clone could be if he continues to get good battles, like we could be talking about Clone as, you know, number the new number 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you talking about him in the back half of champion. Yeah. Speak too
2: soon. I might still, I might reclaim my spot at twenty this year. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of um, like it.
0: And so after that, then that's the main event, right? Yep. All right, so I won't spend too much time on it because you know <laughs> the, the culture has spent a lot of time talking about um, this particular battle: Hitman versus Cass Cassidy. Uh, first of all, let me say I don't know. I mean, listen, I guess shout out to Cassidy because most people have him winning. Like, I have not seen Hitman win a poll yet. Um, but I don't know what battle these people are watching. Cassidy was, this is, I call this the curse of high expectations and the gift of none. And I spell none, U N N, shout out to none, none. Um, mm-hmm. But like, Cassidy was not, he was better than the pre- previous two performances. But it still wasn't good enough to beat Hitman. I got Hitman winning 3-0. Um, and here's where, and, and whatever thoughts you have, you can say it. I'm gonna get my bars off real quick. Here's where I am with this. Like, Cassidy, first of all, is smart. He's picking guys who are not gonna bar your life away. He's I mean, he's battled goods, not known as a as a as a lyricist. He's battled uh hitman, not known as a lyricist. Now, Ars can get into that bag, but I think Ars saw an easy dub and he saw a big bag and just said, "Okay, I'm just gonna just show up and do what I do and go home." Um, and so he's also battled. These guys are not hungry; they don't have anything to prove. And I listened to you on Black Company say, "Look, if I got Cassidy, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to smoke him. That I'm going to beat him." So allow me to say it for you: If you battle Cassidy, this would get ugly quick. This would get ugly so fast. Like I'm talking Tyrone Hill, ugly. Like that's (laughs) crazy. It would get for Cassidy that if you put him in front of Av, you put him in front of Nitty, you put him in front of Ill Will, a a well-rounded battle who can do everything and who has something to prove, and it's going to be his biggest battle ever, his mo the most money he's ever gotten for a battle ever, bro. It's not going to be close if you want and if you want to get if people really want to get cast out of here, which newsflash, people. You cannot shame someone who's incapable of feeling the emotion. Like you will never, <laughs> you will never get Cass out of here. He's never. He's here to stay. He is a money maker. He is a ticket seller. Face offs doing a million views. Freaking uh, VOD doing like what seven
2: fifty. Oh, that's over eight, almost nine now.
0: Bro, you're not getting rid of him. He's going to continue to get booked. He's going to strategically pick opponents who cannot damage him in a battle and make him look bad unless you put him in front of someone who's got something to prove. And the last thing I said about Cash, he had some stuff that was nice. I carry the rock everywhere everywhere I travel. Really dope. Hitmans don't holler. They move in silence. Really dope. But even with some of that, the delivery on it, like on a piece of paper, that looks awesome. That looks great. But his delivery it's an A plus punchline, but the delivery is still kind of C minus. Like it's Mm -hmm. not that great. And so we're grading him on this curve of saying, okay, you were F minus the first time, D this time. Okay, you might have been like C this time. So once we're going to but we're going to because you're cast, we're going to put this on a huge grading curve and give you an A minus. And it's right. like, oh no, no, no! Hitman wasn't great. Okay, cool. He was better than Cassidy that night. Like, yeah. stop playing. Like, and it, after after this conversation, <clears throat> I'm never speaking of this battle again. And I, who knows the next time I'll talk about Cassidy again? But I'm just saying, like, he was good. He was better than expected. But better than expected does not get th- like this is a moral victory. And I
2: don't believe in moral victory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so any thought um I mean, you've already talked about the battle um, ad nausea add to that
2: yeah I mean I had hitman I had hitman win second and third I thought Cassidy edged the first um um I uh I'll say this much like and I think it, what it boils down to is that hip you know cassidy's still not a battle rapper his delivery's not battle rap His, you know is he, he's he's trying to write better battle bars he's trying to go in angles he's trying to do you know different things that battle rappers do but he's not tweaking his delivery. And so if you don't like Cassidy's delivery, um, then you're never gonna like his rounds. Um, whereas Hitman, Hitman, you know, is a battle rapper. So Hitman was a battle rapper that night. He, he rapped, delivered like a battle rapper. You know, he commanded the stage like a battle rapper. He just didn't have very great material for his three rounds. Um, material that you know it's necessary to get him up out of here. But what I'm saying is, is it sounds good, man. It sounds like no, you would get him up out of here. But let me I'm just gonna be honest with you. When Rum nitty and Reed Dollars got booked, Reed Dollars has such dated material and was so stuck like in like, you know, the to me, he's still stuck in the old battle rap days or whatever. Like I'm like, yo, Rum Nitty should get Reed Dollars up out of here. Like this should be a 3-0 easy. Like this is you know, this is not and somehow Reed dollars and who he is and what he's done and the people love to hear him rap and are excited about his style made it not a 3-0 you know and rum nitty didn't get him up out of here so it's like people <clears throat> people can find ways to like cassidy and it doesn't have to fit into that battle rap box of like what is deemed great um and i think that's kind of where people are at like they're just like hey as long as i see him getting better you know i i, I like cassidy but i mean yeah, but bar wise, no.
0: I'll say this. I, I do think if Cassidy, like if I was 10 years younger, right? I was an okay rapper back in my day. I wasn't great. You know, I was cool.
2: Good so cool. rapper.
0: if I went back, if I'm 10 years younger and I knew you and knew who you are and I say, look, I want you to teach me to become a battle rapper, right? I have some talent. I need mm-hmm. you. I'm going to pay you whatever that is, whether it's going to be in Tennessee Vol Gear Dr. Pepper (laughs) are actual currency, right? Cassidy, if he's going to continue to be in the culture, needs to get sit down with someone, Mook, Lux, Mickey, whoever that is, and just say, yo, Mo means, I'm going to spend the next six months. This is all I'm going to do is train. He could he 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 would be redeemable. Like he would be redeemable from that standpoint.
2: And the point you talk about about, I think he could be. Well, no, what I'm saying is it is that, it, it's not like a, it's not like a quarterback that gets to a team, right? When a quarterback gets to a team, they understand like, in order to get better, I have to listen to my coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just know that like, they're, you know, a rapper, is, like a rapper is all pride ego. Like the idea in hip hop of like getting help. From, you're, I'm talking, it's not even about like ghostwriting or nothing, but getting help from somebody, you know what I mean? In, in, in delivering your material or learning or teaching somebody like that's, that's, that's just not going to happen, you know? That's not, it's not, gonna, especially somebody like Cassidy. You might see some up-and-comers in battle rap that watch guys like us or whatever and say to themselves, like, all right, I see how Ward does it. Like, it's a little bit more of how you say it than what you say sometimes and different things like that, you know? Let me take that and do this, but ain't nobody, like, ain't nobody really, like, reaching out and saying, like, yo, teach me your ways, you know what I mean? Like, that's that just doesn't happen in in hip-hop or, you know, in battle rap. And that's just kind of, That's kind of it. That's why you see, like, you know, um, I mean, even when King Los came back, I didn't think I mean, his 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 rapping style is is more similar. Maybe to some battle rap type stuff, but he didn't go into any battle rap cadences or anything like that. You know, even Mickey Fax doesn't doesn't do a whole lot of it. He's more in tune with the culture or whatever. But his style is not, you know, he's not stopping and going and, you know, and and going here. And guys just want to to find a way to be the best version of themselves and how they rap and that's kind of what Cassidy's trying to do rather than learn how to be a battle rapper
0: man you was on the ground balling and I signed just balling like I'm just like bro how y'all giving him this first round with that man like come on
2: that's, went... that's kind of fire bro oh no,
0: man on the ground balling no and
2: I signed just balling I'm on fire bro <laughs> that no. ain't going that angle about why you was in school or whatever. And it, and it's probably some truth to it. He autographed the basketball for him. Like that's, that's fire, bro. That's fire.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. So the last thing I'll say about, about the battle, and I think it's true. I don't understand why battle rap fans want Cassidy to be 30. So like they, why they want him to be destroyed so much. I get He's an outsider. And you know, you don't want these outsiders to come in and kind of stake their claim. But like that doesn't happen in battle rap. Like it's not something right. that you see. Most battles are two-one debatable. Even like I would I would bet that if on big big leagues, you might count be able to count on one hand bodies in a year. Like you might be able to count on your own one hand how many times you can go. Yo, that was a body. That was a third. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like he's lost clearly. Like he, the first two battles he lost clearly in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And this one maybe, maybe I'm I'm in the minority, right? Like maybe he didn't lose it as clearly as I thought he as I thought he did. But like this, it's just not gonna. And like you said, even if I mean I've seen people make asinine comments about you uh, this today, and we're going to close out the show on that particular topic. But it's like people just it's battle rap. It's subjective. People are going to think what they want, say what they want. And even if he stepped in front of Nitty and Nitty brought hit that twerk style of performance in oh, yeah. bars and just went absolutely nuclear. Someone somewhere is going to be like, "Ah, oh, no, I gave Cassidy the first. I gave him the yeah, third. Like somebody's going to do it." So I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. And so I would, I do want to close out the show on this because again, you have been uh, all over social media and so the top of the conversation. You said uh, what yesterday? I believe that it's summer. If in regards to URL, Is summer madness or no? Right, if they if they if I'm coming, I'm coming on those. I'm coming to show up on those cards. Yeah. Um. And so that started this whole conversation. Jazz the rapper got involved. Av got involved. Chilla got involved. I'm pretty sure there are other battle rappers who got involved. Uh. Anwar, shout out the champion. And our show. He got involved. And so why? I'll start by asking why those two cards in particular. And then I'll I'll kind of share my own <laughs> thoughts.
2: Um, those two cards in particular—one because I believe I deserve it, um, and two, um, because I believe that at the end of this year, those two cards are going to be main stage, big crowds cards as well. Um, so, um, if you want, like, like what I want to do is, I want to rock uh, a crowd on URL of twelve hundred or fifteen hundred, just the same way I did RBE. Um I know I can rap in small rooms with anybody in the world no matter what like it doesn't matter they, like like I'm not going to show up at Fox Studios in LA or wherever they record these caffeine things and just going to go spar with some other random URL guy you know um to see who gets more votes and stuff like that like I can rap with all of those guys you know what I mean um you know what I want now is uh I want I want gnome or I want summer madness and I want to you know be seen and and valued and recognized as uh one of the best in the world regardless of what platform i've been on and i believe that what i've done in the last few years and especially this last year is just as much of an asset to url um, if they book the match as they are an asset to me to be on their platform um and so that's kind of where i'm at with it So, you know, there's a lot of talk about a warrior doesn't deserve this or he doesn't. There's a lot of other people on URL that that deserve these shots or those shots or whatever. Um, And it's all just it's all just a. um, uh, Excuse, really, it's all just an excuse. Um, um, I get it. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a lot of guys that put in a lot of hard work on RBE that probably deserve to be on that stage over me against ill will. There's guys like uh, Jay murder. There's guys like, oops, there's guys like, you know, people that have put in hard work. There's guys like Rosenberg. He, maybe he deserved a, uh, a different, a a bigger opponent or something or show off, you know, like we can sit here and we can nitpick all of these different things. There's guys like myself on King of the dot. that probably deserved, you know, a a shot at a title or guys like, you you know, you can do that. You could go down your, your quote unquote roster and say, well, you know, this is it. But at the end of the day, it's talent level. It's who's putting on, Is who's putting on the biggest shows. Who's, who's out here putting on the high quality performances, who is, you know, consistently one of the best in the world and who is going to add, you know, more eyes, more pay-per-view buys, more caffeine downloads, more. And, and, and right, right now I firmly believe the work that I put in is, is me, you know, like I deserve that. Wow. Um. So, and if not now, when like, what do I, what do I have to do? You know what I mean? like, what, what is left to do? I talked to Jay Black a couple of days ago, and he said, yo, Ward, there's absolutely nothing left for you to do in battle rap anymore. He's like, I, you, I promise, you don't have to prove anything else to me personally, you know what I mean? He was like, I've seen you do it all against every type of competition everywhere, in America, outside of America, you know, uh, street guys, nerd guys, angle guy, everything, you know? Like, there's nothing left, you know? Um, and so... At this point, you know, like with Gnome and Summer Madness, like I want to I want to go in there. I want to battle one of their their top guys, you know, and I want to, um, you know, put on a great show, put on a great event. And I want to, you know, um, give to that platform and receive from that platform in an equal manner. So.
0: With that said, T-Top versus a war. Yeah. Gnome. Set it up. <clears throat> so but I want to I want to say this. So it was I I followed as much as I could throughout the day, kind of the back and forth. Um, I've made it my business not to argue with with people, with stupid people anymore. And no, no, the stupid people are not any of the people that I previously named. It's unnamed people who who I blocked just because their statements were stupid. Um, But the, the most interesting thing about all of this is people like use ward are use Loso as the comparison and part, obviously because there's the horseman connection, right? right. Um, and because, and so that that's obviously the go-to in terms of, well, this is why ward deserves or should get this look on gnome or summer Madness. And I'm saying, and, and shout out, I, I wish I could remember who said it. It wasn't, it was just a random user who brought up this point. He goes, well, Scotty got on Gnome simply because it was in Houston. Now I don't know if that's true or not. I, I can't speak to the relevance of that particular post. However, the fact that Scotty was on Gnome is the number one reason why you should be on Gnome or Summer Madness for your first look, and because and it goes back to Av talked about. Well, Ward can't skip the line. Jazz talked about it not being unfair to those who had put in work on on the URL platform to not get that look to have you skip the line, so to speak. And it's just like, yo, Scotty got on gnome, pardon the pun. Scott, like Scott free. Like we're not talking about this enough. The fact that if you look at Scott, unless there's a battle I'm missing, I wouldn't check this verse tracker. He has a, his PG on URL. He does not appear on URL again until GNOME. Like you want to talk about skip the line. Like, not only did he skip the line, he didn't even he went in through the back. Like they said, hey, Scotty, we got a private entrance for you. You don't have to stand out in line. You don't have your name's not on no list. We're personally going to escort you through the back straight to the main stage. And if I'm Scotty, I'm never touching URL again. You know why? Because my first appearance was Gnome. Mm -hmm. First appearance was the one of the biggest cards of this brand's. uh, And he did really
2: well. He did really well. And he did well.
0: Hey, listen, Scotty has one of the best slogans in battle rap. Welcome to mm-hmm. the South.
2: yeah, You're yeah.
0: House. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. got one of the best to me, top three slogans in battle rap. And what he does with Houston barcode is super dope. And so I'm not saying this to diminish or to knock him at all. All I'm saying is that Loso's not the person we need to be looking at in terms of, well, we made this exception. It's Scotty because your resume to this point is bigger than Scotty's. Your buzz is bigger than Scotty's. And I'm using this as a point of comparison, not as a point of of trying to denigrate or knock someone down. So that's all I'm saying. Like, it makes sense at this point. And I get, obviously, I'm privy to a little little bit of the back and forth and behind the scenes of this, but it's time. It's time. It's time to make it happen. And so, you know, P, Beasley, Smack, whoever, like, you you saw what happened. I know you saw it. We all synced it. It's time to make it happen. That's all I gotta say.
2: Hey man, if 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 life was perfect, it would it would happen. But unfortunately, you know, um there's behind the scenes stuff. There's feelings that people have towards me. You know, Scotty gets unknown, but Scotty, you know, was probably like you said, he did his PG. He probably was, you know, like just a, a nice guy. He wasn't out here, you know, like Having words back and forth with URL and people, you know, there wasn't a whole two years of having to answer questions and rubbing, um, you know, uh, each other the wrong way and saying different things about each other and stuff like that. So there is a, um, there is a, uh, you know, uh, preconceived idea, I guess, in how and how they they view me over there. Um, so the whole like get a word on URL thing, like. It, it, I wish it could happen that easy. I wish it, I really wish it could happen that easy. Um, but here's the thing, man. It's like uh, most people know that, like, when when you get over on URL, especially if you're trying to get on one of those big stages, like that 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 stuff comes with an exclusivity contract. And um, I'm just not built like that. I'm not built in the in the mode of, you know what? ARP, I appreciate you putting me on the biggest battle rap card of the year with Cassidy and Hitman Hala. Giving me a huge opponent, you know, paying me very well and letting me shine. And then because everybody wants me on URL, I'm going to go sign a contract to where I can't touch your stage again for two years. I'm not built like that. I'll never be built like that. You know, and at the end of the day, URL, the reason they have these contracts is because they don't want their battlers to be built like that. They don't want their battlers to jump on gnomes and summer madnesses and, you know, Born legacies and get crazy and then turn around and go over and battle on RBE and battle on King of the Dot and take what they have given them and use it to their advantage. You know what I mean? And so... You know, at the end of the day, if they want me on URL, you know, if they value me as a battler, if they see me as an asset to the culture, if they love the matchup, if they if they see the talent, if they see that the fans want it, the fan. That's the that's the biggest disappointing thing about this whole thing is like the fans want it bad. And if you are for the culture, there should be no reason why you can't just say, Ward, the fans want to see you on URL. We're going to just we're going to let's put together a matchup we're gonna we're, we're gonna do this battle you and you they want to see it let's book it you know there should be no reason why but unfortunately there's a lot of egos there's egos on the on the company side there's egos on my side you know and there's only so much compromise you can do so um, if we can get it to where we, we we do a gnome or a summer madness and I'm able to still be the freelance artist and the, you know the independent contractor that I enjoy being um, by all means you know I'll go and I would give them a two hundred percent material um performance my all they'll get every cent worth They'll they will not be upset um but th- but that's kind of like where we're at now so
0: i hear it i hear it um when you said that part about you know <laughs> allow me to, to go where i want to go the Jada kiss laugh <laughs> i can't do it right <laughs> and that yeah. in my head but i want to close out on this note so we, and we'll we'll talk about this because we got time obviously ultimate madness three was announced um you know Biggest prize in battle rap history, hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty crazy. Um, And I'd simply want to present a an admonishment, a warning to certain people in the media. Shout out to I don't think he'll get it, but shout out to Uncle Ra. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Tony Bro. Um, I think Tony Bro is one of the best judges I've seen um, do Mm -hmm. this. Do this. uh, The judging thing for for turnip. Battle rap attorneys. Shout out to mm-hmm. Ben Swayze. I thought Ben Swayze was really good at judging battle. Shout out to France from Let's Talk Battle Rap. Shout out to CC from Let's Talk Battle Rap. I think those are two knowledgeable people um, whose opinions on, ba- on battle rap I trust. If URL calls you and says, Hey, we want you to be a judge, don't do it. Reconsider, read some lip to Richard on the subject. Don't do it. Listen, man, a hundred thousand dollars. Some of the biggest names in the culture. And let me tell you what's going to happen the minute a debatable goes against one of those guys. The why are non-professionals judging professionals rollout is going to be nasty. It's going to be awful. Listen, this is one of those where if I'm a media and smack P Beasley, whoever calls me Chico, like, yo, you want to be a part of this? Absolutely not. No, I will be in the caffeine comments doing blogs about it, doing radio shows, whatever. I'm not doing it. Like the only thing, if I were those guys, like shout out to Tony Bro, uh, shout out to uh Ben Swayze, who can these guys can transcribe bars at an incredible rate. Like, I would say, I'll do that for you for your judges, so they can make sure they have all the bars in front of them so they can accurately judge. But other than that, don't get involved in it because it's just this is one of those things. You gotta have battle rappers judge this and only battle rappers because it's too much money on the line and it's too much pride and ego on the line as well.
2: No, I'm just gonna be honest with you, bro. There's, it's now it's not possible for battle raps to judge it either. It's 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 gonna be uh I'm sorry to say it guys, it's gonna be a shit show. Um, the the e like like when you talk about the egos, right? The first one was rookies. There's no egos. You're happy to be here, even though it's twenty five thousand dollars. You know URLs put you in a position to to get twenty five thousand dollars. You know, the second one was a, a, a step above rookies. You know what I mean? But like, look at the look at the personalities that were in there. There was still guys that are happy to be there, right? This one, you got Twerk, you got Nitty, you got Tay rock you got Geechee Gotti, you got people. Who are getting paid a lot of money and this is a lot a lot a lot of money you know what i mean and after that first round when people start when people start going on amazon and saying you know what let me go ahead and buy this because i already got this money in the bag you know i when people when people start and then you have that debatable battle what you said was like uh 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 the the reaction to it is going to be like great no it might be on some daylight I need my 500. I'm going to clap this. Uh, you know, I'm dead. It, it might be like that. It really might be like that. Okay. So, I can't. I,
0: I hope not. I can't. I, I personally don't see that happening. And not Tay Rock. Tay Rock's not in it. And the reason I know Tay Rock isn't in it, because he already I said. Was in it. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He already said that he's going to make fun of everyone who loses in the first round. That's how I know. That's not in it. He tweeted that. So I, I don't know. I don't like I said, if I'm media, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I want to get get your thoughts on one last thing. This is the last question, we're getting out of here. Kenneth Spears, would you do a shorter term or a specific number of battle contract with Yara?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I would easily do a three battle uh, contract. Uh, hey, I'll do three battles for you guys. You know, I'll I'll stay over here, do get these three battles knocked out. You know, and then we can either renegotiate, um, you know, or we can, you know, or however we want to. Be. Yeah, hundred percent. I would do that. All right, that's what's two years two years two years with their option of, of keeping me for a third is too long. I'm 35 years old I respect
0: it all right so that's our time man I appreciate everyone who tuned in um we're gonna be on the road you know'm I'm, I'm actually got the privilege of being able to travel for this uh event so you know who knows if we get some free time um, yeah and we have some downtime where we, we're chilling at the at the spot you know we might go live from either your page or the black and white page. So make sure you're following. Obviously, you're following a war, but go to Instagram and follow the uh black. Oh, oh, snap. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this real quick. I forgot about this. So let me finish that out. Follow the black and white uh pages at Brands and Bars on Instagram. If we go live um at on the road to excel, I will excel. Hashtag um make sure you're following us there if we go live. And to close out the show, we have the uh top tier ward segment where he's got a couple of cards. So what you got
2: for us this week? I got I got a couple of random ones. Uh, here's a uh, Kendall Gill autographed card. It's been a long time since I've uh, heard the name Kendall Gill. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I pulled that. And then this is actually the one I was most proud of today. This is my first John Morant numbered card. So they only made eighty nine of these. Uh, it's a holographic John Morant vanity plate. So I'm hoping that like, um. You know, if he if he turns out to be, you know, what what he's supposed to be, that that could definitely be worth some money one day. But uh, but yeah, those were the kind of the two really dope ones. I got I got a, I got a, these are all the ones that'll be sleeved and put in hard cases. So I got a lot of good cards. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, those are those are the two that stuck out to me. So
0: that's what's up. That's what's up. So appreciate you guys once again. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. I am A Ward for everything. Award um Please remember to. Go to the podcast app of your choice or YouTube, search Brains and Bars, rate, review, subscribe, uh, share the page. The more you do that, the more uh, more faces or more listeners that we get. Um, and until next time, it's been a black and white thing, man. We'll holler at y'all. We'll see y'all on the road. I battle with up.